Welcome to episode 20 of Echo Screen. Wait, uh, we're, 20? Yeah, we're already at 20. You say that. It's wild, Holy right? Shit. This is the 20th episode. Wow. No one would be on. Uh, feels great. <laughs> but uh, we are recording a day late, but uh, it's getting out this week. and uh, A I'm day pretty, late and a dollar short. There's been zero dollars made on right? this show, which is great. But yeah, pennies. for very several. 20. Twenty dollars. If we got one dollar for each show we made, we'd have twenty-one dollars. But haha, we don't. How uh, am? <laughs> so no, we don't do this for money. We do it for friendship. Haha. But anyway, this week we have myself, Blaze, and Aaron. Hey. Ari's back with us this week. Hello. And returning, Rob. Hey guys. All right. <laughs> so. Is he eating something? Yeah, I guess no. so. We talked no, for far too about? long last week. Fine. Awesome. At least it's not a phone call, right? Can True. Will Blaze be able to hear it on the mic? Oh, most likely. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Because, yeah, like, you can mute yourself on Discord, but Audacity <laughs> will still hear it. <laughs> so, it's not so anyway. a big deal. Yeah, so, uh, last week we had a podcast that was worth two podcasts, in my opinion, and I never want to repeat that. But, uh... Nice. It was fine, I guess. People listened to it more so than our previous episode. Really? But uh yeah, well, only on our uh, only on the anchor like sites and whatever. But so we need yeah. to go longer is what you're telling us. I refuse. I would break <laughs> it up into multiple episodes at that <laughs> point. But yeah, so this past week we had the PlayStation 5 event, like the official reveal of the price and the release date among other things, which we'll definitely get into. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct mini uh, partner showcase, which had some interesting things there. Um, we have some some more stuff to talk about with the Xbox uh, Series X and S, which will be fun to debate, I guess. Um, and then we have comic uh, book m- movie news from both sides of the aisle, I guess. And then uh, some Tencent stuff, oh boy, and DC Universe Infinite which we'll get into. Let's start nice. with the PlayStation 5 event. So, they uh, they started the show, and they started with, like, some medieval-looking thing, and I jokingly said while watching it with uh, some people who have been on the show previously that, what is this, Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> and then a chocobo runs across the screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> I went to go to the bathroom right before it started, and uh, I what, what time did it start? Like five, four p.m. Eastern. Four. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's four o'clock, but you know they're probably gonna have a countdown thing. I'm just gonna go yeah. to the bathroom real quick, and then I get back. It's like midway through the trailer, and Blaze mm-hmm. is like, I'll finish you sixteen, and then a chocobo like sprints across the screen. We see some magic stuff. All this talk about crystals. I just joined the call like a little late, so I am um, started opening the stream, and I hear. Plays like Final Fantasy 16. What <laughs> yeah, the hell? Was. That was a chocobo. Wait a minute. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck! I gotta open this faster." <laughs> Did you happen to see the the uh, trailer? Off? I haven't seen it yet. No. Oh, is it? It looks so good. It's, it looks awesome. Like it's yeah. It's hype. It's uh. It it's like a return to the fantasy of Final Fantasy, okay. which it's not been like that since like the 90s so i mean feels great i mean i always love well, it has yeah I... 11 14 well i besides the mmos i would argue yeah. that it hasn't been like that since the 90s well it's always been kind of like 
an updated idea of royalty or an updated idea of a world post-war or a tragedy kind of like the fall of the roman empire and all that so it's mm-hmm. kind of i'd agree with yeah that. so i mean it, it by the way you're describing it it sounds like we're actually getting down to it looking like a feudal system and all that so that looks really well by the sounds of it it looks really cool is it yeah it looks way more medieval europe than it ever has yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think um aesthetically it's more close closely related to uh, final fantasy 14 more than anything okay. but even then it still like pushes the uh medieval aspects more so it seems does it look like it's going to be which is good another mmo or is it going to no no, no, no. it's no, no. it looks like it's uh, at, at, from what we've seen which is very small like very little and it's going to be an action rpg with a battle system similar to uh devil may cry 5 Ooh. because they literally got they literally got the battle director for that uh <laughs> oh, from, really? the, from that series yeah it's the yeah. same guy and that's so, so funny for people it, who don't know the producer of this game uh, is Naoki Yoshida who produces Final Fantasy XIV. He took that game from the hellish 1.0 stages and brought it back to A Realm Reborn, and now it's one of the most popular MMOs in the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, him and then the DMC guy, and then uh, apparently the team that works on Final Fantasy XIV is working on this. I think so. some of them are at yeah. least some of the oldest members. Mm-hmm. Because I guess they were like, here, make our main game. Here's a promotion. Hey, really you made looks... one of the most popular main games in like the past I uh, know. 20 years. Maybe you guys should... Uh... Like, I don't know. People don't consider the MMOs main games for whatever reason. So Well, because MMOs are a very niche genre, and they have yeah. relatively small player bases compared to... But they are literally numbered Final Fantasy titles. So Well, right, yeah. and... Despite having like only a few hundred thousand players, it makes them so much money. Yeah. Like it's carried yeah. Square Enix through many, many years since it's been out. Totally. For sure. Well, I feel like another thing that, well, as, as far as I know, I'm, the way I chronicle it is the stories. So like, I know the MMOs have like their own built-in kind of scenarios with it, but like, I think... Um, personally, I, I'm like, oh, that's the one where it's kind of like, it doesn't have a defined story or a defined main character that you associate with that one. So you're the main character, Rob. Yeah, I am. That's why finally someone told me, okay, good. I, that's why I steer clear of the MMOs for the most part, because there is no succinct way to just absorb all the story in a reasonable amount of time or effort and Mm -hmm. that's like that's why i can be like well it's not a real final fantasy it is i can definitely see that it is but for me to to associate or understand it the way that i do every other game in the series it's almost impossible but that's fine final fantasy 16 looks super cool from the snippet that we saw um it looks pretty it looked pretty far along but also, yeah. it's not going to be out for what seems like a few years from now. Um, I think they said 2022, but more than likely 2023. Yeah, which is fine. Th- it's mm-hmm. super fine. Do you think 7 Part 2 is coming out before this, or what do you think? 
Oh, for no. sure. Okay. More than likely, no. yeah. No, Seven really? Part Two. Yeah, Seven Part Two is definitely coming out before this. There's going to be another mm-hmm. uh, Kingdom Hearts game before this, I assume. Yeah. Um, whatever Project Athea will be out before, like way before this comes out as well. I wonder what that's um, actually about because they didn't even show that or mention it at all. They showed it in the original like PlayStation yeah. Five reveal, and then they haven't showed it since. Which that one looked way more like a concept than this one did. Yeah. Honestly, though, this which looks, is kind of crazy to think about. Because this must have been in development for a very long time. For them to have English voice actors as well. I don't even Mm -hmm. know what um, what engine they're using for this. Like it just is. It looks a lot like Final Fantasy fourteen aesthetically, but it has like the finish polish of what you'd see in like the pre-rendered and animation, I guess, style of uh, fifteen. So Mm. it's really cool looking, at least that way and then the combat legitimately just looks like dmc5 like you're playing as nero and like the mm-hmm. the main character guy from this the the combat looks like you're doing some like nero stuff with his sword things and then some demon stuff but we will talk about more devil may cry later i guess but uh yeah final fantasy 16 they opened the show with that and it's a uh ps5 console exclusive it's also coming to PC. We don't know if it's day and date, but that is awesome. Um, and then they showed us an extended look at Spider-Man Miles Morales gameplay. Uh, and it is coming to PS4 also. Yep. But mm-hmm. they showed they showed it on... Uh, oh, and to for clarity's sake, because we have uh, um, been meaner to other companies, aka Microsoft and Halo, the Final Ooh. Fantasy 16 trailer was uh, shown... Uh, it was being played apparently from a PC emulating PlayStation Five uh, specs. So, mm. for clarity's sake, that uh, that is what that is. Okay. But uh, but actually captured on PlayStation Five hardware, Spider-Man Miles Morales. We saw yes. some story bits. We saw like what seems like the opening of the game, and uh, it looks it looks sick. Honestly, mm-hmm. it looks way more way more exciting gameplay wise than uh, Spider Man, like the original, like Marvel Spider Man that came out to me. Um, and uh, I'm more interested in this than I previously thought I would be. And it looks massive, even if uh, it is like reusing a lot of assets from the mm-hmm. previous game. But it it definitely, even if it's like a standalone game that's not a true sequel and it was like originally made as dlc it feels and it looks and is being presented at least in this trailer as a full-fledged experience yeah like literally it's on game it's like basically a sequel but they're not saying it's a sequel yeah i think i think that it's i don't know i think uh games like this like the kind of using assets from the other games usually i feel like it's bad rap but at the same time you get games like fallout new vegas is some of people's favorites and then and then you get i think spider-man edge of time is a much more well-developed story and that uses the develop the bits and pieces from shattered dimensions that they were doing a year before i mean i feel like that kind of scenario where people sort of think negatively about a game that reuses assets from the previous game is only like a more recent thing right because yeah. that's literally how games were yeah 
like yeah. <laughs> since mm-hmm. the inception like any games from the 90s like if you had a series of games like one two three yeah. they were all using like the same engine like similar assets like they just updated them and uh added so new stuff and so that's fast. like yeah basically what's happening now which i'm fine making, with. yeah it even happened up like to- making games making games is all about like just how much money you have and how you're using it so like reusing mm-hmm. those assets means they can spend that money on other things totally. which makes the game even better like improving so, the combat which it looks like exactly they did. Yeah. putting a lot of new good music in there which they did Sounded oh yeah awesome. the music and sound design sounds uh awesome and mm-hmm. i'm it made me really hype because, like, Mark Cerny, our favorite man for this podcast, kept talking about how uh, the PlayStation has, like, this music music engine or whatever, and it's, like, a big deal. Really? And it it really... Yeah. And, like, be, between that and the new controller and, like, the haptic feedback, I feel that I'm excited to experience those things that the PlayStation 5 has to offer, those features, because those are interesting and unique. And um, it's just like weird development, the kind of way that we like praise Nintendo for going off in their own direction. Um, I feel that like Sony really pushes their first party um, games to do this kind of thing, like to use that technology. So I'm excited to see what what they have in store for us, because it's always like really pushed at the beginning of the generation. They kind of get more lax as the generation goes on. But yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited about it. I, I'm um, definitely. What you got? Oh no, I was just gonna say. Um, I'm interested in what they mean with the controllers and all that because we have some really cool features with uh, kind of the sound going off of our controllers now. Like in the Evil Within, when you, when ghosts are around, you'll hear it like the ghosts reverberate from your controller. I think in the first Spider-Man PS4, phone calls would uh, come out through your phone. Like uh, the ringing, mm-hmm. so yeah. I think this would be a really cool feature if they can improve that even more. I don't know if um, I think it's like something just straight up in the console that I'm really talking about. Okay. It's like more of like dynamic um, stuff, but I don't know because I don't know the specific specs of the, uh, the the Dual Sense. But I do know that the the like the haptic feedback will basically give you. It's like the vibration sensation will give you um, something like it'll it'll like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you're actually holding something or feeling like a, a force. I guess yeah. I don't know. And they have like the triggers are apparently um, are improved as well, which PlayStation has always suffered with their triggers, mm. but. Uh, speaking of the dual sense we're going to derail from the playstation 5 event just a little bit it was uh announced that the dual sense will cost 69.99 which is that's 70 bucks but it's also it's only 10 bucks more than the play uh, the dualshock 4 which mm-hmm. is surprising i thought this thing would be like a hundred dollar controller yeah which is not like i wanted it to be that it's just i expected with the technology involved that's a very expensive controller yeah. and like you think about that that controller is almost a hundred bucks. the The system spoilers for the the future in the episode. The system's fi- the disc in system is five hundred bucks, which that's a great thing that Microsoft made Sony uh, hit that price uh, point because they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and that controller is almost a hundred bucks. So 
they're that controller inside they're already losing money on the console manufacturer that's just straight up we 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 know they're like losing a hundred to 150 dollars and then that controller is more than free in that like in that console when you buy it so that's just wild um and people are people have complained about not being able to use your dualshock 4 for um for playstation 5 games but with the technology involved in this controller which is wildly different it's like complaining Mm. that your nes controller doesn't work on your snes like come on (laughs) i know it's like this is not anything new i mean like maybe in recent years but also there hasn't been like such a large gap in between technology i feel like since things like the snes to or n64 to gamecube like things like that Mm -hmm. i don't even remember like like, controllers not being expensive like controllers feel like not being expensive or not or or like working on the next console like i think that's really only been like playstation 3 to playstation 4 xbox to xbox yeah. 3 or xbox 360 to xbox one like that's very new it's just like idea. a concept that microsoft has has come up with and i don't yeah. i don't necessarily agree with it like i mean yeah sure it's consumer friendly but also it's not you're not innovating you're mm. you're like i don't at least from the, my perspective and not just being like a Sony uh, apologist or fanboy. Like I really truly feel that like pushing, if it doesn't work, obviously don't like those features that they're offering now don't, if they don't work, don't include them next time. But yeah, they're trying something different here. Nintendo tried joy cons and they're not the best <laughs> they could. We, you, you and Chad were having a, like a chat about how the GameCube is like the best controller Nintendo's ever made. It is. And they kind of, they oh, for want, shame. And, and they just uh, like, never want to use anything with it ever again for some reason. I'm not sure why. I bought a GameCube controller for my Switch anyway because it's just better for like yeah. everything. <laughs> the Joy Cons are so small and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. they yep. don't fit in your hands and you feel like you're just they're clumsy like the design mm. is because they're just so flat and so not square to mention, uh, a lot of problems people have it yeah joy con drift and the it's not like, sen- like they're like the not sensing when like the the um launch uh left joy con couldn't like sync up or whatever yeah there's a slew of problems <laughs> uh which is like really uh weird honestly nintendo i feel like doesn't get those like big problems they're usually better tested but yeah. Oh, well. Are you talking about the controller uh, on the Switch itself, or are you talking about the original GameCube controller? The the Switch. The, okay. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the controllers that launch with the Switch. Right. The whole point of like. The, yeah. Whenever they do hardware the, stuff, it's usually like really solid. I'm not sure yeah. what happened with the Joy Cons. Besides Strange. the N64 joystick, which is a nightmare, but we don't talk about that right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was like <laughs> the alien hand. Like, ago, why is it so. three prongs? <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about other things that we wanted to be excited for, but we just can't on like a principal level. Uh, and obviously, we're talking about Hogwarts Legacy, w- which is a new uh, open-world role-playing game. It looks like I just saw uh, something about that. Where um, what is it? Um, uh, he's an actor in iZombie. He said, "As I love the game, I love the movie." Oh yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna donate it to like the Trevor Project or whatever whatever it is yeah so for those who don't know the um 
the author who shall not be named uh mm -hmm. <laughs> is horrible uh in a lot of ways so and i was actually reading about this and literally on the wb games site about this game specifically like when you go to their q a section the fourth question i think is is like what is jk rowling's involvement in the production of this video game and they literally said she has nothing to do with it at all yeah but yeah. i believe she still benefits from like profits made on the game I... uh yeah we were also talking about that i don't think so she oh, really? sold really? the rights to so Harry she Potter, sold the rights for three point three point eight yeah. billion dollars wow mm -hmm. um I mean, I think she can still make books, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, as far as anything in media is concerned, she well, doesn't that make any money. Well, that she wrote the scripts for what? the Fantastic Beast movies, which explains a lot. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's tough. It's I mean, like even regardless of any of that, yeah. it's still tough. <laughs> It's mm -hmm. definitely, like, uh, I'm not excited. I, like, want to be excited for this game, but, like, she's tainted. If the, this game the, the came out, ha -ha. like, ten years ago, I would be excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Like, if ah. this game came out at the hype of Harry Potter, like, during when the movies were still releasing, at a time when, like, I care. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. I even, personally, dumb, even, like, five years ago, I think I'd still be excited, even yeah. though, like, Fantastic Beasts came out around then. Like... I'd still be excited around five years ago, but right now, I'm not really mm. excited. And it the, the 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 problem is it looks awesome, like it looks mm -hmm. really cool. But we'll see, I guess. Feels real. Uh, they showed they showed a bunch of stuff about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which I don't care and I don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> complain in the comments below or at me on Twitter. But uh, yeah, it looks like don't at me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's another Call of Duty game. Uh, I like their intro with like you can relive all the historic battles of uh, the Cold War. Relive all the. What do you say? He was like it, it was one of the most dangerous times to yeah. live in the United States or something. And like yeah. I guess if you were worried about stuff, but like yeah, if you're a communist, haha, ha, or the propaganda yeah, against you. Uh, Village Resident Evil Eight is uh, coming out in 2021. Uh, looks which so good. We already knew they showed more stuff about it. Mm -hmm. um which that's cool we don't know very much because it's still teased 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 i mean uh, with how things are going with capcom recently we'll probably know the entire story of the game in like a couple weeks capcom with is like the, uh, rolling them out like they have like a lot of stuff on the docket which is like mm -hmm. it feels like capcom was like went away for a while and then now they're back full force but they went through their training arc <laughs> Uh, then we saw more gameplay for Deathloop, which they showed off like a new character, but also who cares? That game was shown last time. They showed, like, they explained themselves. Like, it was like the they, uh, they're like introducing all the villains, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of strange. Like, they spent like a very long time harping on about this one guy that he had to kill, and then he just kind of like kicked him off a ledge. And yeah. And he was like, all right, now that that guy's done. I can go kill this guy, but what if I could kill them at the same time? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, like okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, why Why do I care about these guys? I don't... Why are you telling me the story before the game is released? Yeah. Whatever. So, mm -hmm. let's talk about a game that has already been out for a long time, but it's getting a special edition. 
Devil May Cry 5 coming to the PlayStation 5 in a special edition. And not yes. only is the special edition coming to PS5, but it's coming to Series X as well. Mm. And uh, it's also going to have uh, extra content where you can play as Virgil. Uh, if you know, anyone doesn't know, he's Dante's brother and was previously a, pr- a playable character in previous entries into the series. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you own the, con- the, the game already, you can uh, upgrade with DLC. You just pay for the DLC and you can get the upgrade um, content for the special edition on your current platform. The new special edition includes uh, ray tracing and a bunch of like new next-gen features, which is awesome. Um, and apparently that next-gen special edition will be 40 bucks, which is cool. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, available digitally at launch for the PlayStation yeah. 5, which is November 12th, and the Series X for November 10th for uh, 40 bucks don't know if the physical edition will be which is coming out at a later date don't know if that will Mm be um more the same or more money um probably more yeah so it's cool looks good music sounds good virgil looks cool he's got a really big forehead yeah he his like he looks kind of strange, but also Dante <laughs> looks kind of strange in the new yeah. one. Uh, would you recommend this? I mean, they're this? old now. So. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Devil May Cry Yeah, 5? would you recommend it for a newcomer? Yeah, I, I've, I've never played a DMC game in my entire yeah. life. Okay. I and feel I like got, that's probably the easiest one to play. Okay. Like, get D- into. It, DMC 5 was super fun. It, it like It's like a sequel of a game series that was rebooted uh, like several years yeah. ago so they do like expect you to know about these characters but also the story does not mean anything like it's like <laughs> cool action um and like fighting scenes and the gameplay is solid as heck but mm-hmm. uh it doesn't take itself seriously in any yeah. way so you don't have to you know how like kingdom hearts takes itself way too seriously and you have to know every little detail to understand what's going on it- it yeah. is with this they'll be like mm-hmm. oh it's you virgil and then like another the new introductory character they'll be like who's that guy and you're like uh he's... yeah basically they they spell it out for yeah. you yeah it's 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 not it's not like you need to know about like the deep lore in any isn't way. there that like, one scene in devil may cry 5 where uh dante does thriller oh he gets this hat that that and then he literally dances uh like michael jackson it's wild oh, that's, it's beyond that's wild. amazing yeah I, yeah definitely worth worth getting the I, game i so. i watched something the other day that like i was like okay i might need to check this out for like the smallest it doesn't even matter but i appreciate that they thought this out apparently if you enter into some cutscenes, like if you're running before you enter a room and it starts you'll run into the cutscene. if you if that's you awesome. walk in you'll walk in and if you jump into for no reason at all, the character will just jump into the scene too. So they, they <laughs> went through every way you could have entered a room. Attention to detail. Yeah, that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, Capcom has been like going nuts with that kind of stuff, like just really small things that kind of enhance the experience. Immersive. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I I definitely enjoyed my time, and I never literally never played uh, a, D- a DMC game before. Um, 
So that's cool. That's basically a launch title, but also it's an old yeah. game. Uh, speaking of old games that are now new games, uh, Demon Souls is being remastered, as we mm. know, uh, which is like it's being done no, it's by a the remake. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I guess it's called Demon Souls Remastered, but it is a remake. Um, it looks awesome. Actually, yeah, looks me insane. hating Dark Souls because I can't play them for my own uh, for my own personal reasons. Uh, this looks really cool. Aesthetically, it looks pretty different um, in a lot of ways than the original. Uh, or like FromSoft version. I will I guess. say that uh, if you did watch the trailer and you watch that guy walk up to these guys and <laughs> kill them in one hit, that's not what the game is going to be like. They're going to take do, like yeah. eight or nine hits, and you'll probably die in one hit from them. Like kind of <laughs> like he was Omega overleveled uh, yeah. in the trailer, which is kind of like I think might <laughs> be a little bit too. Uh, false advertising ish people know the pedigree i hope they they know the pedigree in this game i mean so like it's so popular i feel like they gotta but yeah it's um the game is a a playstation 5 launch title that's huge that's incredible um it will cost you 70 bucks but it's ps5 it's um it's launch they didn't say that the at the event which is baffling but um it'll it is not uh, coming to PC eventually, apparently, as of right now, and mm-hmm. or other consoles. As of right now, the only word on the street is that it is a PS5 exclusive, which is like, man, opening the show with, um, with, with Final Fantasy 16, and then yeah. saying that Miles Morales is launching day one, and not uh, just the title of Final Fantasy 16, actual gameplay like, footage and yeah. cutscene footage. It, with voice acting that was yeah. in english and they had uh the, like a big a new final fantasy 16 version of the prelude like mm-hmm. it's wild it, it's you got to check out the trailer rob uh it's it's looking forward to it uh playstation plus collection which uh yes i literally said the statement that kotaku is saying here playstation plus collection is sony's answer to game pass mm-hmm. uh Basically, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, as the way it was presented to mm-hmm. us, it, uh, it, it'll it give you, like, console exclusives from the PlayStation 4 as of right now that'll work on the PlayStation 5 in, like, this um, catalog of games that you can just go and play. So, God of War, uh, Last of Us Remastered, and uh, apparently Detroit Become Human will mm. be available at launch. Cool. It seems like literally... Any game that you would want to buy a PS4 for, or had wanted to buy a PS4 for in the past, uh, is on a, this uh, or PlayStation Plus games collection. Yeah, yeah. Which and like Xbox is like, oh, we have Games Pass, and you can play any game, all of our exclusive day and date, and uh, and like we got EA Play now. It's like that's cool, but also the reason we get playstation is because they have the exclusives that you can't have or that the pc can't have and -hmm. just because we can pay like one subscription fee and then get all access to those on uh pc like the console experience is uh more economical uh, for one and two it's just like i don't need to wonder if my system can run the game because it, Mm -hmm. it just can and i can play all the playstation exclusives uh, there was a lot of problems with the Horizon um, Zero Dawn um, PC port, 
mm-hmm. which and like apparently mm-hmm. Death Stranding had some issues when it originally launched. I but that, yeah. but uh, I mean, they're both using the same engine, so I'm not surprised that those two exclusives actually just came out on PC. That's not surprising whatsoever to me. But um, mm. but we know that they're going to function as intended, where where we play them in the, and it's just part of your your PlayStation Plus now. So they're going to keep you into their subscription base by having a PlayStation Plus collection. Awesome, cool. Uh, and then they said the prices for the disc version and the digital edition. Disc version is four ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, for the U.S. and three ninety nine, uh, ninety nine for the digital in the U.S., which a five hundred and four hundred dollar console is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation Five going directly against, um, like for price point for the Series X, incredible. Thank you Microsoft for making Sony do that. Mm-hmm. And additionally, the four hundred dollar digital edition. It is the same console, same power same amount of hard drive space as just without a 100 dollars disc drive correct hmm. which they're losing like a significant chunk of change on that but it's way better for us in every way and yeah. that mm-hmm. for for getting uh if if the xbox series x is 12 terabyte uh, terabyte 12 teraflops of power and the series s is four teraflops of power hmm. you're getting a third of the console for, and just b- basic numbers like that, you're getting a third of the console for uh, only $200 less. Mm-hmm. Here you're getting the full-fledged console without a disk drive for your what is 50% or more of your digital library. And now the, like, the console exclusives you might have missed before or are now going to be converted to um, because you get them with PlayStation Plus uh, mm-hmm. collection. Basically, if you don't have any Blu-rays and you don't have any desire to get Blu-rays ever, (laughs) then just get the digital version. Like, there's no reason not to save that $100. And it's like comparing that the amount of money saved to like a Series S, like the amount of power that you're getting with the uh, PlayStation 5 digital only edition is kind of like insanity. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, like the Series S seems to be just sort of an upgraded Xbox One. Like Xbox One, specific, One S yeah, specifically, not an Xbox One X, which we mm-hmm. will get into uh, soon. Don't worry. Um, yeah, and then they did, ended the, the show with a stinger of God of War Ragnarok, which is yes. is well into development and coming out next year. Wait, did year. we get footage? That, yeah, is, that is crazy. We just got um, the new um, yeah. what is it, Omega? I guess that's the Omega symbol. It's like it's the God of War mm-hmm. logo voice yeah. crack and then uh, it fades out and then it just says Ragnarok and nice. uh, there was like a voice line from Kratos oh, it says in there. Ragnarok is coming. Yeah. Ragnarok is coming, yeah. Kratos said something. I don't really know what it was. Yeah, I don't know. It, was, but, it wasn't yeah, it's coming. It wasn't boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the snow is coming or something. Winter is yeah. coming. It, it, yeah, something like that. Something Kratos version of that. Yeah, so that's exciting. Also, we didn't talk about this in Final Fantasy 16, but all the voices were like, they had English accents, and I guess that's what you do when you do like a medieval fantasy yeah. thing, but also it's just like, British accents. could you not? 
because also there were plenty of cultures of people that weren't Wait, just which English which game was this Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16, 16. Yeah. they they do this thing where they have uh british accents accents to make it seem more medieval or more sophisticated i think yeah uh yeah. which is true i mean <laughs> they are no but uh i mean it's the same way in Final Fantasy 14 yeah. i think it's definitely yeah. way worse in Final Fantasy 14 because they also have this whole like dialect I like dictionary that they go through of words that haven't been used since the 1700s yeah. so <laughs> oh my that's tough. I, yeah I yeah. don't like that that forced old timiness it's just I think hard to understand at this yeah, point yeah I think I can take that opposed to the one guy in uh 15 who like had a New York <laughs> Ignis? No, the one guy who was like Oh Dino. Yeah. Oh Dino. Hey, I got some jewelry for you. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Oh that guy. He's one of my favorite yeah. characters. I really uh yeah, if I you really felt are something. Listening to this podcast and struggle to imagine what Blaze might look like. Just look at Dino <laughs> from fifteen. And it's that I, guy. I'm just brown haired that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's not even a joke. My my uh I can do that voice too, but I refuse to <laughs> right now. Uh, I think hilarious. you have a new uh, you, Discord Aaron. icon. Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. Now we're done with Sony. You're dead to us, Sony. Thank you for True. ruining the. Uh, like we, I, I like their show. They said pre-orders would be up tomorrow. Also, tomorrow. pre-orders that went up that night, and they Which, were tomorrow from the date of the show would have been exciting had i had the money for it but then not only did that not happen walmart tweeted out like uh waiting question mark not for us pre-order your playstation 5 now wow like as soon as the show ended right so they opened up pre-orders for the playstation 5 console like out of nowhere basically which left every other retailer high and dry, essentially. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And either forced to put their pre-orders up because they weren't sure, or Sony, I think, had to email everybody else and just let them know, like, hey, uh, I guess just put your pre-orders up now because I don't know, <laughs> like, what, what yeah. is happening. It just they, sucked. It, yeah. It. I'm on the Amazon page and on the GameStop page for the PlayStation 5 right now. I've been refreshing them for like the past two days just trying to get a pre-order in and like it's not possible. Has it been the social network and you've just been updating it like that or? Yeah, basically. (laughs) I'm uh... You're in in a high (laughs) rise. I was that one movie with um... Yeah. The situation definitely sucks and uh, I do... Blame. Minority Report is what I was thinking. <laughs> Sony. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And Xbox, like, it. They definitely screwed Xbox over for sure. Like Microsoft, like, is like, yeah, you can start pre-ordering on September twenty-second. Sony's just like, yeah, we're gonna beat you to the punch. We're gonna match your console. We're gonna make our digital edition way more appealing than your d- digital edition. And also, uh, pre-orders up. Screw it. Yeah, Everyone it was like. Thing. If it worked as they had intended, it would have been good. But because Walmart specifically just <laughs> like went over their heads, uh, it messed up the whole pre-ordering process for literally everybody. And I think Microsoft is leaning into that, like, "Hey, we're letting you know when it's going to happen, and it's yeah. going to happen right then and there on this yeah, date, so you can prepare for it." 
which is like thank god but like uh but also are you gonna sell as many consoles no uh yeah so that situation messed up also we're not even uh talking about how they were like hey you can get uh, access to pre-order your console we haven't uh, announced when when it's coming out or how much it is uh if you sign up for this thing through us uh and see how loyal you are to to playstation and they only just started sending out responses Mm. and like updates on when people they're doing it in waves it seems like um so yeah if you didn't know like did we talk about this before they Sony put up like a page where they're like hey uh you can sign up to directly pre-order a playstation 5 from us um but just know that we will be looking through your playstation history essentially to see if you have been using a playstation before and if you have been then you get more of an opportunity to pre-order <laughs> or, or something like that it was uh yeah was like yikes your sony um, just let me buy the thing score it's all right i mean people want the system they'll get the system it it will happen but man this was uh, this was a mistake but there will be more playstation 5s at launch than there were playstation 4s so mm. if you want one you might be able to get one uh soon maybe not like right now but soon ish there'll be a second wave for sure the digital editions are in way less quantity than i think any of us really thought about beforehand yeah and uh that is that's significant like i know that people will want the like that scarcity of that digital edition one it's because physical retailers do not want to sell you a digital only console because they yeah. want to be selling you the discs but uh, beyond that um they i think they 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 feel that people at the start of the generation will want a disc console so they hold off on that stock of digital only and then as the mm. generation goes on the digital only will be the one that they actually truly need when they start doing stuff that are that's more advantageous for a digital only market yeah and so we'll see some sort of transition i think gamestop is done for this like within the next few years gamestop is just gone oh 100 percent, which is sad but it's really sad because i do like and a literally just a game store uh but now gamestop's not even that it's mostly funko pops but yeah it's like a novelty Oof. idea that is like you want it to be there obviously but when it's executed on a much larger scale there's a lot of other things that come into yep. play that unfortunately hurt the consumer more than anything so and then things so, go out of business let's quickly go through nintendo's partner direct because we spent 40 minutes on sony and that <laughs> just sucks it's the big uh, news all right so we'll talk briefly i'm just going to go through the list and then we'll we'll call back is that okay with everyone yeah. um so they announced sure. capcom opened the partner showcase with a new monster hunter coming to switch called monster hunter rise and it looks like um it looks like the previous games uh and blah 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 it comes out march 26th uh capcom also announced a second monster hunter game monster hunter stories 2 which is a sequel to a 3ds game if i'm not mistaken wings of mm-hmm. ruin with an anime style and a like anime storyline but it looks like <laughs> really he- heavy on that storyline uh then they were like 
hey you guys remember fit, fitness uh fitness boxing well here's the second one rhythm and exercise coming out in december and you get to customize your instructors oh boy no i i jokingly like freaked out on our discord server about like i can't believe they're coming out with fitness boxing too but i i don't care uh disguise oh, six i thought you were serious <laughs> you've been talking about it what? for years now man i don't know tell that's how i get ripped to look like dino from final fantasy 15 <laughs> uh that's how i get my voice to sound like that by playing fitness boxing too that's how uh, his hair stands up he doesn't use joe pure adrenaline <laughs> yeah uh disguise six which is like a huge huge series mm. i'm surprised that they announced it in this partner yeah. showcase right here but uh disguise six defiance of destiny is uh is coming out for the switch at some point and that's all there is to know about that i guess and it's fully 3d yeah, you know, this guy has only ever been like 2D, 3D mix. Um, Empire of Sin is nothing I care about in any shape or form. So, it comes that? out in December. Yeah, it's a tactical role playing game that is like mafia based. Don't care. Uh, Bal- uh, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. Sniper Elite Four, Holiday 2020, The Long Dark coming to Switch th- out now. I thought for a second you were saying its name was Holiday 2020. I, I don't know why I did. I thought it was a seasonal version of the game, but anyway. That's awesome. Um, Sniper Elite 4 Christmas Edition. No. <laughs> uh, the Long Dark, um, which already came out. Hades, which uh, Super Giants Games, one of my Super Giant Games, one of my favorite uh, game developers. They uh, dropped Hades 1.0 officially out, out of early access. Mm-hmm. out now on the switch still haven't played it i purchased it immediately downloaded it haven't opened it yet it's a shame right. uh but i definitely will try and get into that before next podcast um that's super exciting it's out uh everywhere in 1.0 so if you had it on epic store or steam it's the complete game uh that's cool out now so excited Balan wonderland which from that's from square um it looks like a new knights games uh, it's also out March 26, 2021. Um, and then Rune Factory 5, which I've never played a Rune Factory game, but this one actually looked pretty interesting. Uh, that is coming out at some point in the future for the Switch. Oh my god. I guess I the played, next year. played Rune Factory for like five years ago. <laughs> five and a half. I and I had no it. idea that they were even planning on making more than one. It's like harvest moon but mixed with an action rpg hmm. yeah and a dating about... simulator <laughs> yeah no that's they they said you can get married and i was like you can get married eh and i was mm-hmm. like oh boy i might play this game because that's that's uh oh, this is not what i thought the game would look like <laughs> this is yeah mega anime <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh we'll see if i actually end up getting that game uh and then they close the show with uh, Ori, Will of the Wisps, getting a Switch release, and it's out now. Um, oh, nice. And there's gonna they're gonna do a physical edition that has um, the original, like the first game and the second game packaged together, and it looks pretty cool. Um, nice. And we still don't know about Bravely Default 2, but I'm sure we'll find out more at Tokyo uh, Game Show, which is happening in a couple weeks. That's it for Nintendo. 
I know Ari had some stinging words about uh, Monster Hunter. Which one were you? Were, did you want to? No, I didn't really have anything to say about it. I just thought um thought we should bring it up, but um I don't know. It looks like Monster Hunter World for Switch. Yep. Yeah, it's like Monster Hunter Rise looks like they looks like a mechanics demo essentially like kind of how mm-hmm. portal one was where like they introduced this like the portal system and then like it was just kind of like the game was a test for that system essentially and then like portal 2 was like the game game essentially um but yeah in monster hunter world they introduced this thing where you could ride um like different animals around and that's kind of like the same animations that you're, they're using for the wolf that you're riding i guess now you can control it before it would just take you to the monster which was good because you don't have to do anything um <laughs> and then they're also mm-hmm. introducing the what is it hook bug or whatever it's it yeah the, the tether thing the tether grappling hook thing. yeah that looked interesting but it also just that's like new. a warp mechanic like yeah. that's just like the final fantasy 15 warp mechanic it looked yeah. more uh more interesting and more useful though i mean yeah opinion. it looks cool and it looks like yeah it's just like something that wasn't in there before now they're just making a game around it essentially the point of the game i guess is to be more vertical and like running on walls and all that stuff is also new Mm. Mm -hmm. it looked pretty cool it It did look cool uh in world two whenever they make that well it'll uh Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) i mean they're developing these two completely different games that aren't world two so I'll see. Yeah, well, Monster Hunter Stories 2 looked more interesting to me, but hey, maybe I've just been <laughs> watching too much anime recently. Apparently the first one's good. Uh, I don't play Monster Hunter for the story. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that that yeah. makes sense to me. Uh, okay, that's it for Nintendo, which we yes. got through real fast. Uh, now we're going to talk about the Series X and the Series S. Very briefly, it's just this IGN tweet that Aaron uh, just posted and uh, last week did i yeah um so the tweet reads the xbox series s will not run xbox one x enhanced versions of backwards compatible games (laughs) but will instead run xbox one s versions of xbox one and xbox 360 titles now if you don't know Uh, what that riddle means uh it means that you there's a there's the old console that microsoft already has which is their most powerful let's just call it project scorpio (laughs) project scorpio is already out that is their their it was the most powerful consumer console on the market uh as a box microsoft had that you could play games that were uh better than pc quality in a lot of cases on that device it was like the next gen was here now beat the playstation 4 pro in every way possible Mm -hmm. um and and so microsoft uh in their infinite wisdom is going to release the xbox series x which is the new white speaker box thing that's digital only costs 300 dollars and it will not play those versions for that Scorpio box, it will not play those versions. It'll play the Xbox One, uh, like slimline version of those games. 
So it's not powerful enough, apparently, or uh, I guess they're just unwilling to execute the those uh, those versions of the games for the Scorpio box. That's a mouthful uh, to talk about. <laughs> there was a joke tweet about how Xbox uh, and Microsoft naming conventions were uh, similar or worse than Kingdom Hearts ones. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, I, I think, think it's the worse. Kingdom Hearts ones are definitely easier to understand. <laughs> yeah, at least they're, they're just... just so radically different. At least yeah. you can like derive some kind of meaning from the naming conventions. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. like that riddle. Whoever came up with that that uh, Sphinx riddle, there's a yeah, there's, there's a, blood on their a hands. Mega hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so essentially, what's happening is the Xbox Series S. Yeah, like a is not necessarily a next gen console, even though they're marketing it that way. Yeah, as like would... a cheaper version than the Series X, but mm-hmm. it's not in anywhere in like any way shape or form uh, hardware wise uh up to par <laughs> with the series and, x and i think you for 400 bucks even though they stop production on them and you shouldn't be able to find them anywhere if you can find a, an xbox one x in any of your retail stores you mm. might be better off if you're yeah. willing to pay 100 bucks more to just buy that console to play the the games that way if you're not willing to spend $100 more or wait for the uh the series x yeah otherwise there's literally no reason for you to upgrade if you have a an xbox one x or a xbox um i i would say there there probably is a reason for you to to upgrade to a um an a series s if you have the slim but yeah it's but like honestly, if you're looking for a true like next gen experience with Xbox, it's not the Series S. The Series S isn't even a question at yeah. that point. Yeah, it's just like at two hundred dollars, uh, I guess. Like it's it's like buying instead of buying a Switch, you're gonna buy this to to dip your foot into uh, Xbox's ecosystem. But I would say just if you're gonna do it, you're not buying any games. Just get a, a Series X. Just yeah. not worth it at that point. Which at the, at the like the pre- presentation the the announcement of the series s i was super interested because it sounded like i could play um games of a quality and i don't i apparently i can't so yeah that's not great get the fridge uh, don't get the speaker it's the uh, moral of the story <laughs> that's about that for that uh that was said way too many times uh mm-hmm. comic movie news marvel and dc mm-hmm. let's start with dc we're talking about uh two movies uh maybe three specifically wonder woman 1984 was delayed until christmas which that movie mm-hmm. is not coming out on christmas if you guys didn't know <laughs> uh the only reason it is being pushed back to that date is because it's not going to make mo- the money it needs to and they don't want to say coming yeah. out in 2021. Mm-hmm. That's legitimately the only reason it's not. They're they're like wringing their hands because they want the movie money. They want the movie theater money, box office, but they can't get it. No, and it's not gonna <laughs> uh, like Tenant, what like was the test case? Tenant did abysmally because mm-hmm. people literally should not and cannot go to the theater, and they can't go in the capacity that like the that. Uh, the movie theaters need or the box uh box office expects 
Yeah, so, I don't really know what the plan was. It's like at this point, we still can't go to movie theaters. The only reasonable way to watch Tenet is through a drive-through, and then mm-hmm. even in that scenario, what sort of experience are you trying to push on the people who are watching the movie? Like Christopher Nolan, like as the person who's like, yeah, it has to be seen in the theaters, and it's like, yeah. well, the only theater we can go through is the drive-through, which uses car speakers. So yeah, I guess this is the experience you wanted. It's not like the audio would be any better anyway. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Christopher Nolan, dig, uh, haha. Anyway, yeah, so that's a shame because this movie has been done for such a long time and mm. they could have, they could have made so much bank if they had just put it out on digital. Like, oh, 100%. If they charged 50 bucks back in like May or whatever, people would have, like, everyone would have paid that, no questions asked. They would have made plenty of money. Oh, you missed your opportunity. See ya. Mm-hmm. Mulan, I don't think Mulan performed the way it was supposed to either because no. we haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. And you know Disney would definitely tell us if they, if they uh, even the the minimal uh, of good news about yeah. it. They would say mm-hmm. the um, most... There's some other stuff about that. Yeah, they would say like yeah. the number one streamed movie of the week or... <laughs> yeah basically yeah whatever minimal thing that they could say but they they haven't and at least it hasn't been publicized but mulan has way more problems than just not uh the attach rate i guess Mm. but yeah this disappointing i don't know what the executives want from this thing i Uh, i think it's i think i don't know if this is definitely something a lot of people would agree with but do you guys think that the litmus test was bloodshot and oh like no way. Like because no. No, because no, 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 no. New Mutants hasn't come out on digital, which I feel like that that oh. one probably will do much better when it does get to digital. I think that New Mutants could have come out back in May or March or whatever yeah. and made a boatload more money than it is in in uh, drive-ins and yeah. quote unquote yeah. movie theaters than it is right now. The like even if it had horrible reviews, that movie came out on digital nothing else was coming out you couldn't go anywhere Mm. people would have rented that movie and then just to see it (laughs) and like they would have made their budget or more back and it's just like it's tough it's really tough uh yeah so i think that um they the the time has passed from them making as much money potentially digitally as they could have as soon as this either like any of these movies hit overseas markets there's a, a perfect pristine quality on on uh online for people to see which mm-hmm. is just a sh- it defeats the purpose it's a shame uh like they should make it easier to access mm. at this point just like read the room yeah <laughs> like you're gonna take the loss on this one and people would probably love you more for it and give you the benefit of the doubt when times are better. Yeah. Like that's you not want how I'm people feeling. to see the movie. You don't want them to see it a certain way, but that's the only way that they can see it. Yeah. And then when the opportunity for them to see it <laughs> like online is presented to them, in this case free because it would be ripped from a screening overseas and uploaded to the internet. It's like, okay, this is the only way that I can see this movie. Might as well do it. Is Yeah what people are gonna do so just losing money (laughs) yeah yeah so that's it for that uh ant-man 3 
apparently is announced. I didn't know that it was coming. Oh, uh, really? Maybe that was just a fa- yeah. like a, a, a blotch in my brain, but I did not know uh, that it was coming out in the Phase 4, apparently. But the villain has been announced. Uh, Jonathan Majors, who is currently in uh, Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, according to this Polygon article, the last black man in San Francisco has been tapped to play, and I'm reading this directly from the article, uh, one of the Marvel Universe blah, blah, blah. He's he's being, <laughs> he's going to play uh, Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3, mm. which makes zero sense to me because Kang the Conqueror is not an Ant-Man villain. Yeah. But uh, notably, people were mischaracterizing, uh, or like, I don't know, they were saying that Kang the Conqueror is Reed Richards' father, which is not the case um in any shape or form oh yeah even then that's like a timeline from a comic and that's just not the actuality of what like the lore lore is i have to go on mute for one second i'm sorry yeah no worries okay uh but it probably won't mute your uh your your audio on audacity but that's okay don't worry about it i'll edit it out so whatever it is um I'll just write the timestamp down. It's like just an hour in. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, so that's a thing. That's cool. Uh, I'm sure they'll do something interesting about it. But uh, as of right now, it doesn't make sense. Oh. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting uh, for sure to see how that happens. Every King now and Conqueror. then, I like it when uh, they take villains from like other and put them against a different yeah hero. like from uh, other people's uh storylines and put them against a different superhero because like sometimes like there are certain villains like within the flash and like batman that kind of like don't fit them like parallel wise specifically oh, the flash sure. and then they put them over in batman and it makes more sense are we um, for sure this is something that i've seen are we still on ant-man yeah okay um yeah. The the rumor I've heard with it is that this is going to be a stealth young Avengers movie. Like they're going to build up um stature. Iron Lad? Well, like stature is going to be a much bigger element of it. Uh Cassie Lang, I believe is. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah, his <laughs> daughter. Yeah. And I think if Kang is going to be the villain, he is an notably tied in with the young avengers because of iron lad yeah that's yeah that's actually more interesting it makes to me. Me more like, sense too. if if it was uh his daughter was a central focus and mm. she uh like even in a dumb way because the ant-man movies like probably could fit this better if they made it like into a rom-com yeah and she started seeing this boy and uh that boy happened to be uh uh like Iron Lad, which in the Young Avengers comics, he spoilers is uh, King the Conqueror, but as like a young man, yeah. and they're eventually have to fight uh, old King the Conqueror. That would be that'd be cool. awesome. Actually, that'd be, that'd so, be so, sick. so sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that would just that was Rob presenting the way it would work, and my brain taking it the rest of the way. So <laughs> I, now I'm excited about <laughs> King the Conqueror being yeah. a villain. I mean, I so, always like the Ant-Man movies. I love yeah. Ant-Man for, like, no discernible reason. And <laughs> then he's, like, weird. But also, like, yeah. weird heroes and villains. I think this yeah. this would also be a really cool jumping-off point for um, Peyton Reed, the director of the Ant-Man movies, 
uh, for the longest time he's had a script for the Fantastic Four he's wanted to do, and it's rumor has it the script is well he said the script would be um the fantastic four are in the 1960s and then i believe they get trapped in the phantom zone for like a day and then they come back and it's modern day and then they have to adjust to uh modern day society which i think that that'd be so that would be the perfect jumping off point for bringing them back into mm-hmm. the mcu i think so i oh absolutely it, i would love that yeah so if the, he definitely goes with so, a descendant of of uh fi, the, mr fantastic i think this mm-hmm. i would give him the reins for for fantastic four if he wanted that'd be because mm-hmm. i feel like he'd he'd make a better fit there because these movies kind of do more better when they do with the weirder stuff of like the quantum realm and all that so i think Oh yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think it's something that you would expect. I mean, not that I necessarily think it's good to do kind of like the same idea over and over again, but if it's like yeah, the way that it will get it to work, then that's fine by me yeah. at this point. Well, uh, there was some Black Widow stuff, but I feel like it was mostly covered uh, last week with uh, with Evan's uh, hot scoop. Um, True. But that movie has gone through <laughs> issues, and yeah. obviously, like they're Marvel has been super quiet about when that thing's coming out. And mm-hmm. I mean, based on what we heard, I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not too surprised on that. Uh, and so we're gonna move, yeah. we're gonna switch gears a little bit to uh, Tencent. If anyone's familiar with Tencent, uh, it's a big Chinese company that has all of its fingers in a bunch of different gaming. Um, industries and companies uh well just companies uh u.s companies mm-hmm. notably riot games epic games activision blizzard roblox corporation i don't know what glue mobile is <laughs> discord reddit and yeah. snapchat um and wow. that's and they're either minority or majority stakeholders mm-hmm. in or complete these companies yes um like riot games i, com- I believe they completely own right yep. mm-hmm. um but anyway, because of a certain administration in the um, the U.S. Um, hmm. leadership, that's the mm. way I can uh, say it with the uh, without being censored by YouTube. Uh, it uh, they hold national security issues with these companies and uh, with the whole stuff going on with TikTok, uh, literally being executed this Sunday those those tensions are being uh you know uh thrown around about tencent as well Mm -hmm. so yeah uh it's going to be i mean wechat is being banned that is straight up Mm -hmm. uh happening on sunday as well it's tiktok and wechat so this will be a big um a huge deal like beyond huge like they're being like no um app store is allowed to have either of those on it or support them or allow access for support on them if i'm if i read that correctly earlier so this is going to be huge for companies like uh like this like going forward seeing how it how it'll affect them and Mm. um what the fallout is from that we don't really have any more information other than that just bring it bringing it to uh, the attention of anyone listening out there i mean no matter what way it goes this is like 
bad right yeah in any scenario um and it's definitely being played up more than it should be oh sure for uh, i mean one reason I'm, or the other haha i'm i'm not personally a fan of tencent in every way in any way but i'm i'm also like more not a fan of um lying and corruption <laughs> to get like the ends do not justify the means and that's like kind of what this scenario is it's just mm-hmm. like don't care if they're actually doing bad stuff i want to mess them up just because i don't i want to not because they're actually doing anything bad yeah that's that's more of the situation using uh executive power to suppress any sort of uh like even if it is a company like suppress anything in general just for uh baseless reasons is an abuse of power (laughs) just straight up we can't do anything about it because uh you know it's not the first time haha yeah and so we're gonna close out the show uh at least the news category happy note uh, on DC <laughs> Universe Infinite, which if no one knows what that is, is because it was just announced that DC Universe, the streaming service, would be rebranding as a comics-only uh, or focused platform, as uh, uh, the Hollywood Reporter has uh, broken the story today. Hmm. Yeah, so DC Universe Infinite will launch uh, early next year as a comics-centric cent- uh, platform, similar to Marvel Unlimited. Uh, where it will have content um, from the like all the published books from DC um, out. Uh, it'll be like a six month lag, so you'll have six like six month old books uh, that are new to the site or streaming service. Really? And and That's previously, so as of DC Universe, it was a year wait. So you're only waiting really? six months now. Yeah, and <laughs> wow. it's a similar thing for Marvel Unlimited. It's a six month wait, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, and so if you got like monthly books, like you can read probably a you, whole. You'll run. have to wait. Yeah, okay. but you'll have to wait six months for the for the current like what is being published in the comic book store. You're gonna have to wait six months for that yeah. to read it. But I mean, that there's so much content that you have available to you at that point. Yeah. You, it it doesn't actually matter, and like the whole legacy of content. Yeah. Um, I think it's that's that's way better than six than a year. But uh, oh yeah, but, but I mean, like if you are fully caught up on yeah, comic that, books and what you want to read tough. right now, I don't think there's like any point switching over I mean, to it, a digital service. Yeah, unless you want like to read the book in person and then like steal that book, put it in your collection, never open yeah, it again, and then true. have access to it. But yeah, that's why I think that the services like this are mostly important because the comics industry hasn't caught up to digital adoption the way yeah. the game industry has. But uh, additionally, digital mm. first books will be included on uh, DC Universe Infinite, which is actually pretty huge. Um, so yeah. it it's... Uh, oh, we didn't talk about some, one other thing. Uh, we have to go back to Marvel... Uh, comic movie news we didn't talk about uh the she-hulk actress uh her name is um tatiana, tatiana maslani. Um, maslani gotcha she yep. is uh, an orphan black uh fan favorite apparently as so i've heard and she will be playing she-hulk in the disney plus streaming show nice so uh yeah i think that's about it for news right. and now we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show pretty quick with uh, the catch-up section, which 
Aaron has been uh, playing some endless space, as so I'm told. Me? Yep. Unless you want uh, to force Rob or Ari to go first. <laughs> Ari hasn't I talked mean, in a while. I guess Ari. I'll talk about <laughs> it. It's because I don't know anything about comics. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Who does lol? Yeah, no, I've been nerds, playing Endless Space too. Um, it's sort of an older game. It came out two years ago, I believe, but uh, it's still relevant in a lot of ways. <laughs> they have uh, certain characters who emulate certain uh, political leaders. Uh, oh, it feels good. Current political leaders still. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, it's um, essentially civilizations in space. But like on crack <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very good um i got it like after we recorded the podcast last week and i have like almost 15 hours in it now i think i'm playing it a lot um it's super fun uh <laughs> i like sci-fi more in general so i think i'm like more mm-hmm. sucked into it i did a tutorial campaign as a faction that i didn't want to play um and essentially you play the game like in a galaxy um and you like take control of star systems try to build your empire uh and there are other factions who all control or like they don't control differently but they all have like special special uh benefits and um detriments um so yeah i was playing a faction known as the empire which uh if you can guess what country that emulates it's definitely Hmm. not this one <laughs> uh, sense to me. yeah no not at all but uh i spent the whole game like i think around 100 turns not oh. interacting with literally anybody um until i found out that i was flanked by like this race of uh ultra hostile uh robot murder machines essentially <laughs> who had at that point already taken over half the galaxy like i'm pretty sure they suppressed the other two factions that were in the game with me which i never saw the whole time <laughs> so uh yeah this whole empire that i built up was getting absolutely destroyed because i was like sort of trying to be pacifist industrialist um and they just like raised all my planets to the ground to the point where i was like <laughs> I'm just going to enable developer tools and then, like, spawn all these ships in and completely destroy them. Because awesome. I just wanted to play the game. But, uh... Because, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reasoning with them, right? Like, you can... Uh, there's, like, diplomacy in the game. And you can try to, uh... Talk with the other faction leaders. Uh, even in my second campaign, I figured out that everybody hates you. Almost <laughs> no matter what you do. Unless you're, like way more powerful than them like it's so Dang. difficult to try to reason with them like you can give them all the money in the world all the resources and they'll just be like nah nah <laughs> we're just gonna send wave after wave of armies that we've somehow been like manufacturing this whole game and uh apparently have no end to Jeez. um but yeah no it's super fun i'm on my second game right now uh, after I cheated and destroyed that guy, which is hilarious. <laughs> is it multiplayer? Yeah, it is multiplayer. But like civilization, it's probably something that you would pick up and put down with friends because the games can last very, very long. Gotcha. Uh, depending yeah. on the mm-hmm. size, I picked the largest map size for my second game, and I'm playing as the Sofons, who are like gray aliens, but out of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, sort of like they're kind of silly. Um, 
I'm trying to win by science, but I made sure that none of the other factions were that uh, crazy mm. murder robot faction, so I like took them out of the game, and uh, it turns out I'm flanked by the second most uh, <laughs> crazy murder robot faction in the game, Jeez. and then Can't on the opposite break. side of that is the third most, so I Jeez. can never get lucky. Literally the only like pacifist people are on the other side of the galaxy, who I did make contact with and are like on my side, basically because the <laughs> the other faction, other crazy murder robot faction is like, again, literally destroying everybody. So they're kind of like, hey, we're getting totally murdered. Uh, maybe we should do something about this. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I've been saying since the start of the game, you stupid AI. But yeah, okay. uh, they kind of took over my whole star system and I'm like, fucking off to like the opposite side of the galaxy <laughs> that's like completely empty and trying to rebuild Damn. it's really fun <laughs> well it's honestly <laughs> sounds stressful yeah it does but it also sounds like really engaging so that's cool mm. nice well anything else you want to discuss about that uh no it's only like 40 dollars i think on steam mm. cool very worth it uh I think I've been playing anything else, really. All right. Well, Ari, do you want to go in on Monster Train, whatever that is? Uh, yeah. So it's a card game. I'm a huge fan of card games, and I'm even making one right now, but we're not going to talk about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You guys know too much about that. Um, so Monster Train is kind of a blend between Slay the Spire and something that's completely original. So it's a roguelike type game uh, where you're on a train and you're trying to protect... You're on a train in hell, I should point that out. What? And you're trying to protect the, the pyre, which is the only remaining uh, piece of the heart of hell. And hell is frozen over it. Uh, so you're going to the middle of hmm. hell to put the pyre back in where it belongs i guess and angels are coming down to try and stop you so basically the premise is you have three levels on a train and you put units down on those three levels and then they battle the enemy units that enter the train from the bottom level and every turn those units if they survive they go up another floor until they reach the top floor they're going to deal damage to your pie and if that hits you then you lose uh, it's really fucking hard. Um, I've played it for 20, 24 hours almost. Straight. And 24 hours straight. Not straight, straight no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've only won twice. Wow. So Dang. it does get harder. Like, it gets harder every time you win, but it's still, like, it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's but it's fun. fun though and you still want to keep going back even if you lose yeah and like i'm not a huge fan of roguelike games hmm. i've played slay the spire a bit for like half the time i've played this one mm -hmm. uh but it just i don't know i like this one more i think it has more interesting mechanics it's it's different so it's hard to compare mm. Sweet. um but other than that i've been playing fall guys which had a new update within the past week there's more guys <laughs> There's not well. There's always more guys, but <laughs> they um they added random 
So they, some of the obstacles on the courses, they decided to change to random stuff, I think. So you can, yeah, I, I like if normally on one level, like wrecking balls would go, be going left to right and then they'd switch it. So it would go front to back and that kind of stuff. There is a hammer called the Yeater or something. The, um, the Big Yeetus. Yeah. Oh, thanks, dude. Uh, and it's supposed to launch you super high into the air, but I was playing the seesaw level and people tried to make it launch them. It was like 10 people and they all just got pushed into a hole right in front of them. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, a nice change because it's getting kind of stale already. So they freshened it up a little bit, but I can't wait for the next season. Yeah, I did Sweet. notice that uh, a lot of people haven't been playing that as much. As yeah, had previously seen. So Fall Guys is a great game and a great idea that mm. wasn't finished when it came out. <laughs> they just didn't have enough games and they needed a lot of refining to do, which they have done over the past month or whatever since it's been out. Um, but again, like there's only so many courses and you play them all so many times. It's mm. like not very exciting anymore i don't know it's like it's different compared to like league of legends for example or dota which is the same map every time because it's just i don't know every map has their own mechanic and if you're playing the same mechanic over and over again that's fucking boring mm. so well, i mean in a situation where you're playing like a moba game you have like hundreds of heroes to pick from and even right well there's so the many map, possibilities I mean, like, Fall Guys has had, like, quote-unquote competitive tournaments. I think Twitch Rivals has, yeah, is doing a series about it. Yeah, they I watched some it. of it. Yeah, and it's, like, fun. It's kind of, like, light competitive, essentially, where they have teams. Mm -hmm. um, but even in, like, the first portion, like, part one of the Twitch Rivals series, it was kind of, like, weird because of the random maps. Um, I, I don't know if I talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, the way that it worked was like your teams would get scored on whether or not you win um a series which is like when you start the game and then like to the last level but like there there could be either like four to six i think levels in between and so like if you got four uh levels until the last one you get less points just because you only get four and that's like totally random whether or not the game chooses to do that um so yeah but it's good that they're like making changes and adding interesting new stuff. Definitely mm -hmm. seems like, and a, then like the next season is like where <laughs> where it needs yeah. to be right now. Mm -hmm. They just need more levels, mm. and they need to keep adding more. They don't need more cosmetics, um, yeah. but I assume different people are working on those. So it's difficult to uh, uh like. I don't know. That's what so much of the focus is on, especially with these like uh, games as a service games or like uh, mm -hmm. games that are supposed to last for a very long time. Is they focus on this idea of cos cosmetics to get the money, but it's like that sort of works for a little while, <laughs> but you need people mm -hmm. to play the game. Yeah. yeah, and to get people to play the game, you have to regularly put out content mm. updates, and the only way Fall Guys is going to survive is if they add that new content every couple of months. Yeah. Um. So, 100%. like, starting next month, the new season will come out, and we'll get, 
new levels finally um and that will bring a lot of people back i'm sure well one can only hope right uh yep. yes all right rob closes out with agent <laughs> carter I mean, there's not too much to say about it so far. I mean, it's a good show. It has a great production value. It's weirdly engaging. Like, um, like usually my my sister is a hard sell for like kind of uh, like she wasn't too into Agents of Shield, but like this really got her. And um, yeah. there was just like, I I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but there's like one character that comes in that it was like oh that's weird that they have a background like this and then it turns out to be they're part of something else that you're like you put it together in your head you're not oh that makes so much sense um and it's it could tie into a movie that's coming up so i'm very i'm very interested in continue watching it it's on disney plus if anyone Mm -hmm. wants it's really oh is it really it's on disney plus Agent Carter. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, there you go. I will. I will probably check it out because I always wanted to, but it was never anywhere yeah. convenient. Uh, I would. I will say it. It's got like the camera they're using makes it look like it was filmed in two thousand eight, or like. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. But like they make up for it with the characters and like kind of what they're doing. CG has strangely aged well, so. Yeah. That's good. That's that's so good. Sometimes I think about the CG effect that uh, Lost, if everyone's familiar with the yeah. show Lost, they use this like water ripple effect at one point in the show, and it was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> 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 yeah. And oh anytime I see bad CG, I'm like, that's still not as bad as that. Like even like the aged, like horribly aged monstrosities that are like the early DreamWorks and uh, Toy Story One like not even comparably that that ripple effect from lost just every time it how does hoodwink rank but, among that honestly the C, <laughs> that cg ripple looks worse than hoodwinked and that movie is okay. just i'm looking oh, up the cg ripple because that, <laughs> this sounds like i'm gonna see it my eyes are gonna go black and i'm gonna like see the devil like waving back of to course. me <laughs> of course uh other than that i haven't really done any much anything else besides uh work on more comics uh this past week i played a little bit of golf but uh no one wants to hear about me playing golf I uh, golf. yes in real what? life i went out golfing with my dad and it was awesome nice. but anyway fun. yeah it, we had a great time then we got rained on um oh. <laughs> nice. but it, it was it was fun i haven't played golf in like it feels like a decade at this point so yeah, it was really bad fun. And the, uh, the, there are these two guys that we basically were in the tam- same time slot as us. And they uh, they were good sports about uh, me being, like, an absolute uh, horrible form. I mean, that's what usually happens, right, if you don't, like, uh, have enough money to reserve it for yourself. Like, you would go with other people. Yeah, and yeah. And play sets. Yeah. It was, it was good. And the, the social distancing and the whole mask situation was good as well. So I wasn't, I didn't feel, I'm like super like, uh, cautious about that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. it, it did not trigger my anxiety as much as I expected. Did I tell you about when I ordered the pizza yesterday? No. So I ordered a pizza from, uh, a certain pizza place that has been endorsed by the, uh, NFL, um, a certain Papa 
of a certain John. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so they're doing contactless delivery, right? And I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. Like, I wish I could do this literally all the time, uh, even before this happened. But uh, I did contactless delivery, and I was like, oh, I'm sick. They're going to leave it, like, at my doorstep. I already paid the tip, everything, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, like, sitting there waiting for my pizza watching TV. Uh, and the dude literally knocks on my door. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what the heck? Uh, he's just standing there. So I go run to put a mask on because, like, I'm not going to talk to this guy without a mask on. I open the door. Yeah. He's like, yeah, could you just sign this receipt? The top one's mine. And he, like, hands uh, it to me without gloves on. And I was like, oh, this is not contactless at all. Oh, yeah. my God. So yeah, I have to take the receipt, sign it, give it back to him, and then he handed me the pizza. I was like, bro, what the uh, was happening? That, that happened to me with a, when I ordered Chinese food one time, and I was just like, every other time, they just left it and walked away. Like, mm-hmm. why are you asking for a receipt? I've, I, I have done nothing any like different. Also, I he walked up to my back door. I don't even know how the heck he got. <laughs> I, like, I don't know where he came from. I didn't see him drive up my driveway. I mean, there's like technically two places you can get in, but one of them is usually gated off. So I was like, where did this guy come from? Apparently, like that's what it made it seem like. Because <laughs> I was like watching out afterwards, sort of. And I didn't, I don't know if I saw him leave. Maybe he just disappeared. <laughs> I can't, I don't know, dude. But yeah, uh, God, wrong it gave me zero wrong faith <laughs> because I want con- ta- contactless delivery all yeah. the time. Oh, but if it doesn't even work at the height of the pandemic, then it's never yeah, going to well, work. It feels good. I think you're in a you're in a tougher spot than uh than a lot of people. True, to, uh, very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll finish off by a teaser. Maybe we'll talk about it on extra echo if I can wrangle some people to be on mm-hmm. one. Uh, I played the only oh. thing that I have played is D and D recently, and uh, yes. Aaron and Ari. Uh, Ari's the the dungeon master, and Aaron is uh, a party member. Yes. And uh, we played a second session, and uh, Anthony was on at really? one point. Our friend Callie uh, was uh, had played with, uh, with us. Nick, our friend Nick, not the Nick that was on mm-hmm. this podcast. Uh, yeah, so maybe sometime we can uh, we can have some people who haven't been on the show before talk about uh, their experience if it is their first time or whatever they're feeling about this cur- uh, current campaign. But uh, that is just a tease for future uh, the future of this podcast, which you can find on Anchor uh, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts in the audio form and uh, on YouTube, which is Echo Screen. Uh, so listen to it share it with your friends please god comment at <laughs> us on twitter our links are all below in the description we tweet out uh the day before the podcast goes out and the day of obviously uh we'd like some more engagement obviously i've been saying that for real uh for like the whole uh like length of the show but uh it's it's the 20th episode i think that's a huge achievement yeah. for us personally i never thought we'd get this far yeah, it's pretty so, crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, that's about it for the podcast, guys. So thank you all for being on. Enjoy. And uh, we'll catch you next time, hopefully, uh, with some bombshell news that comes out next week because that seems to be how it is. Also, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll probably talk about actual games I've been playing, like Hades. Undertale had its like fifth anniversary. I want to play that. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Mario. The Mario collection comes out today. Still oh, yeah. have not received mine from Best Buy. Rip. Feels good. 
Uh, anyway, thanks for being on. That was Echo Screen 20. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.